everybody, to yet another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Uh, bringing it to you on this Thursday morning, uh, we have just learned that we've lost some soldiers here. Breaking. Uh, not breaking. here at Sports 11. Breaking or, news. Uh, we have lost Kent Bazemore and Quinn Cook to uh, roster cuts. They are the first members <laughs> of the Sacramento Kings. Uh, two, well, I guess they're no longer members of the Sacramento off, Kings. You, you sorry, start, guys. You started that off very dark. It's a very dark beginning to the podcast. Was it really? Oh, sorry. You know, I did say that they, it kind of sounded we like have, they we died. We have lost. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it's kind of, you know, I mean, you and I both anticipated these two guys uh, being cut. Um, we, I think it was two two episodes ago, went through um, just kind of our thoughts on how the roster was going to shake out. Uh I'm pretty surprised that Sam Merrill is still hanging around. Obviously, there's still one more cut to be made. But, Frank, what are your initial thoughts of uh, of those two, uh, Kent Bazemore and, and Quinn Cook, being cut? It's interesting how many like thoughts can kind of spring just from a simple roster cut in training camp. Right. It does kind of give you an idea that Mike Brown really does – I mean, it's it's a Nigerian team connection. I mean, Chima Maneki is still on the roster. I think he was a player that was kind of – uh, on the borderline, on the fringe. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was. He was not playing in the over. The, didn't play much over the first two preseason games, and uh, I, I know that he is a a big body that can bring kind of some defensive versatility to the lineup. And he's a guy who's his claim he's the best cutter alive. <laughs> so yeah, on, in the world, it, 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 it's it's an art uh, to cut. Which if you go look at our our buddy Brendan Nunez's one on one with with Chima to get that whole soundbite, but. Uh, it raises eyebrows because it kind of makes you wonder. With Quinn Cook out of the picture, is is it time for the Matthew Delvadova era in Sacramento? <laughs> the era. The era. Uh, I have a question. I mean, I, yeah. I, we'll we'll get to Kent Bazemore, I guess, and what that could mean for the forward spots in in a few minutes here. But is there a possibility that the last cut is actually Delhi? Because do you think the Kings are maybe thinking, you know, as important as we might have thought? the third-string point guard position was, um, you, you you see during games that the first couple preseason games, Kevin Herter would bring the ball down and initiate the offense sometimes. Um, Malik Monk brought down the ball a couple times on offense. Do you think it's possible that the Kings are looking at this as far as Del Vadova's kind of not as valuable as having Sam Merrill, who is a good shooter, mm-hmm. and maybe they want to kind of just stockpile shooters on the bench for – I don't know, scenarios where they're down big late or, and they just kind of need to see if they can make a run late. I mean, that's kind of where you see these kind of shooter only, it's like Matt Bonner-type players, not not to disrespect Matt Bonner, but or say it's disrespectful to Sam Merrill. But do you think it's a possibility that, that we're looking at Sam Merrill and Shima Moneki here, but do you think that the last cut could possibly be Matthew Delvadova? Because also, disclaimer, everybody, who doesn't know, the Kings, by cutting two players today, they have to cut one more to reach the roster limit. You can have 15 players, two two-way players. The Kings right now are at 16 roster play, ro- fully rostered players and two two-way, so they have to make one more cut. So, Chris, just your thoughts on will Delhi? do you think Delhi's sticking around? Like, I guess I'm asking you to bring it home. No, I think you make Who an excellent— Who was the last cut? I think you make an excellent point and, like, one that definitely cannot just be blown by because I think I even talked about this— I it might have been on air. It might have been off air uh, after a practice with you and me and Brendan talking. But uh, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it does make a lot of sense for them to keep someone like Sam Merrill on the bench. You never know when you're going to need someone who can be a great shooter. You never know if you're going to need to throw that specific lineup out there. 
And uh, this is the point that I, I think I might have made on air, but um, you know, you can always sign Matthew Dellavedova or Quinn Cook if you really need them. I mean, ideally, we've been talking about it with the whole position battle. You're not; they're not going to see the floor unless one of Davion or De'Aaron goes down. You can just wait for that situation to actually happen, and then you have these two different options of guys who went through your training camp, know your roster, know the system you're trying to run, and they're just out there. I mean, Quinn Cook definitely might get signed by somebody if he goes to play in the G League or something, um, but Matthew Delvadova was available all last year, wasn't signed. I very much doubt that he would get signed if the Kings were to cut him. So they can they can always just sign him if if uh, if De'Aaron Fox or, or Davion Mitchell goes down, and that can happen two months from now. It can happen two weeks from now. I don't think that there's any reason for them to to have to feel like uh, they have to bring Delvadova onto this roster, especially like you said, like if they if they really like Sam Merrill, which I have heard that. You know, Sam has been playing really well in practice, and every time we go to practice, I feel like every time I watch him shoot, he does not miss. Um, and it seems like the guys like Chima a lot too. Yes. Like Malik was saying how they asked who's going to do his, his his who are they going to haze for the, the rookies, and he named Chima. Which I mean, not to say does that peel back the curtain and say yeah. that they think that Chima's sticking around. I mean, players don't really know that, but I'm just saying that it seems like he's very well liked by his mm-hmm. teammates. So I think you're right. I mean, having Sam Merrill. A guy who is he's played thirty six career games in the NBA, but he's a forty percent three point shooter. And I know that this team is heavy on shooting and heavy on defense now, which is a good thing. And by keeping Merrill and Maneki, you would have both of those things. Mm-hmm. And even Chima is is no slouch. He, he can not he's not a floor stretcher by any means, but he can hold his own on the perimeter. So uh, it's an intriguing like thing to watch because the Kings have one final preseason game tomorrow night against the Lakers and. It's it's kind of down to the we're down to the end of it. It's the end game. It's who will be seeing the floor tomorrow. I think we'll have a good idea uh, tomorrow night, Friday. Whoever plays first, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to kind of determine it because roster cuts are so fickle in preseason. You can't really get a read on it because in the preseason game on Sunday, who was it? Uh, Bazemore played and and Cook uh, or Cook didn't play. Delhi played. Mike Brown said the guys that weren't going to play. It didn't play in the first game. We're going to play last night, so it's just kind of going to be interesting to see how that pans out tomorrow night. But do you um, think uh, starters play tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think it's super. I mean, we just played Phoenix yesterday on Wednesday, and Phoenix played none of like they played, which is even more frustrating for how the result was yesterday. But Phoenix played none of their players yesterday. Well, that that was their final yeah their final preseason game, yeah. correct? Uh, I think that we have to see the starters play a little bit. We're going to find out. We have practice in a couple hours here, by the way, before this is being recorded Thursday morning. Uh, moments after the Baysmore yeah. and Cook We knew we had to come to you as quickly as um, possible. No, I, I'm looking at last night's uh, game log here, and, and no starter on the Kings played over 24 minutes. So I feel like you have to kind of stretch your guys out a little more. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what, what the Phoenix guys played in their last preseason game. I can go look. But I think normally you want to get them near the 30-minute mark. Mm-hmm. So I could see them playing 25, 26 minutes tomorrow night and not playing the entire fourth quarter. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some guys like Fox or Sabonis sit out. Uh, I would imagine that we see the the bare bones of the Lakers tomorrow. I imagine we don't see LeBron James. I imagine we definitely don't see Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis, I, I was I was switching between the Kings and the Laker game, and the Laker game was on ESPN. Anthony Davis played 27 minutes yesterday. 
LeBron played 25. That's more than, 22. That's more than any starter in the Kings have played yeah. this preseason. I was, like, shocked. I was like, this guy literally just played, like, a regular season. Like, I, mean, I can't think of the last time Anthony Davis played 28 minutes. It's, I mean, it kind of, I guess, to go into, we, we were on a, um, we were on a, the podcast with Matt George yesterday. Oh, yes, um, we were. Definitely go check that Locked out. Locked on Kings. It was fun. And we talked about our hot, spicy, mild, you know, Taco Bell. Didn't sponsor us. It should. <laughs> Speaking Cakes. of that. Have you heard what uh, the post-game show on this very station, Sackdown Sports 1140, uh, what it's called? No. It's called the Taco Bell post-game show. Just that. Like, no Kings, no nothing. Just the the Taco, Taco Bell, Bell post-game show. Shout out Taco Bell. Shout out Taco Bell for dropping the bag, for sure. Come but get like, us, too. <laughs> can I do, like, the actual, like, isn't Taco I want to do a post-game show about Taco Bell. Isn't Taco Bell, like, that's your, that's, like, your thing, right? Oh, Yes. You <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Yeah. I, I got you I fired. I like that thing fly. <laughs> I got you fired up at yeah. the crunch wrap. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Taco Bell is top three guilty pleasure for me. Absolutely. What do you get? Uh, ooh, that's a great question. Uh, every single time I get uh, bean and cheese burrito, no sauce. No, I'm sorry. No onions. Extra sauce. Extra cheese. Has it? Have you or anybody else out there seen just to, to kind of in, in T Bell talk before we move on to some Absolutely. some uh. Well, we can tie this up. back to the Kings. Well, no, if we, we can't. To. But it'll come back to the Matt George spicy mild, whatever thing. But I'm saying, I saw a thing on Twitter yesterday about like a challenge to eat. I think it was twenty eight dollars with the Taco Bell. Oh, that's. I don't think that's is, hard. I mean, what is It'd that be hard, hard to actually eat it? But like in one sitting, I think that's the problem. Like the things that are expensive at Taco Bell are big. Yeah, like the, isn't a crunch wrap like six bucks? Yeah, so for you're gonna, sure. you're yeah. gonna get like. Five almost. I mean, four, if we're counting five, tax, probably like four. Four, like you know? that's a lot. That's 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 a good amount of crunch wraps. I could tough. take it down if if push came to shove. You know, if uh, a little fast. I think Mexican pizzas might be around the same price, yeah. six seven dollars. Uh, you know, they have some like bigger burritos that you can take down. But again, like that's where you get to the issue of like, yeah, you got to take down three of those. Like, yeah, they're already probably. 800 calorie or I don't know what the hell they are but I just saw like, people, like, <laughs> yeah. people were saying the same thing you're saying I can take that down easy it's no, like, there's no way no no because Taco Bell hits different also like it when it sits like it's not you know it's not a it's, like it's Mc, a brick in it's like McDonald's stomach. too like I think McDonald's like McDonald's feels too processed I used to point. oh it is pro yeah. it feels like that too but when I was like yeah. in high school I could put it down yeah you remember no you problem me this. yeah you said you used to get McDonald's like all the time, scrawny right? like yeah. small guy, but I could put down two McChickens, a large fry, ten piece nugget, large Coke. Dale, daily for like eight bucks. Daily, yeah. oh, it was like nine bucks. Yeah, yeah it was super easy. <sighs> Clutch, but but that being said, that being said, Darren <laughs> uh, Fox's wife likes Mexican pizza. Boom, yeah, tied it back to she, the Kings. I think I they have to sponsor Darren Fox after that. After they definitely that, yeah. should. Yeah, um, but but the hot spicy mouth thing with Matt George. Uh, one of my takes was, and I guess we can kind of carry over to this unless you want to keep talking about Baysmore and I would love Cook. to keep talking about Taco Bell. Um kind of getting to some to some hot takes here for the season. Do you believe because they, this is maybe the last episode we'll have before the season. We'll probably yeah. do, we'll probably oh, we'll, I think so. We'll, 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 uh, maybe, we'll probably record on maybe Tuesday. On Tuesday. Or yeah. We'll do one more on Tuesday with like some over yeah, under stuff. Maybe we'll do some over under yeah, or something sure. like that. Um will the Sacramento Kings be better than the Lakers? Cuz like like you said Anthony Davis I just street clothes, as Charles Barkley yeah, likes to call him. If he, jeez, that's so <laughs> tough. If he doesn't play, in my opinion, in sixty games, okay. I, I, and I'd have to pull up real quick how many. When was the last time I was that just happened. about to say that? <laughs> uh, Anthony Davis has not played sixty games in a season since 
2017-28. I'm sorry, 2019. So uh, three years. If these are my 60 games, the Kings are for sure going to be better than them. That's just the way I view it. And I also looked at the West and thought, there are not, I think you said this to yesterday, there are not 10 teams on paper that are better than the Kings. So I'm just wondering, do you feel the same way? Are you out on the Lakers like I was last year and am still this year? Or are you kind of thinking they could be kind of a, like a, like a snake in the grass situation? Like they can kind of just, that's <laughs> George Carl reference. Yeah. Um, no, I hear you. I think, uh, I think I'm I'm very hesitant to count them out as like a you know out of the play in, but I definitely think that they're going to be in that nine ten zone, um, and it is just going to come down to how many games LeBron and AD can play together because that team is just they're they're law. I mean they they have no direction without those two, and they have no good players. Absolutely, you know. I think I said it on yesterday's pod with Matt, but like Patrick Beverly is a good piece on a good team. But if he's your, I mean, you know, you don't really think of Patrick Beverly as a scoring option, but if Patrick Beverly is your third best or most impactful player, um, you're probably not a very good team at this point. So it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously LeBron James, the, if not the top three greatest players of all time, um, you're never going to count him out, especially when he's got, you know, Anthony Davis, a healthy Anthony Davis, who in theory is also a top 15, mm-hmm. top 20 player in this league. Um, Do you want me to tell you? Their, but that's a big if. But their bench it's is... a massive if. And I know it's preseason. The Kings is completely like... No, their bench is terrible. They ragged all the Lakers. Their entire roster is terrible. Their bench right now, it says, according to ESPN's depth chart, which it's not really that accurate, but it could be either Kendrick Nunn or Beverly at the point guard spot. So right here it says Beverly, Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves, Juan Toscano-Anderson, JTA, Thomas Bryant. That is their second unit. I'm sorry, but I just don't I don't see it. No. I mean, Dennis Schroeder couldn't get on a team last year. They you know, I think he was on two or three different teams last yeah. year. Uh didn't end up playing for any of them, I don't if I recall correctly. Um and uh Kendrick Nunn didn't literally didn't, didn't play, play at all last season. Um and when he did play uh before, he was pretty much just a scoring guard and really wasn't you know, obviously LeBron is gonna be the the drink stirrer in that offense, but um, it's just it's it's not a competitive roster. Like if the Kings were throwing out that roster, obviously minus Anthony Davis and LeBron James, who they could never get, uh, we would not be excited about the season at all. It would be one of those, you know, mid two thousands Kings teams that were just like, we know what we're getting here, and this is thirty twenty five to thirty win team. Yeah, it's just it's gonna be very interesting to see how the Kings start. You know, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll talk about this a lot more on season open the season preview podcast next week but I mean is that kind of like hitting you at this point that we're we're a week away from having to like look at our actual win-loss record and be like we have to we have to come out of the gates again we're saying we like we talked about we're yeah. saying we. <laughs> uh, the Kings have to come out of the gates and, and and play good basketball otherwise things are gonna get ugly pretty quick are you kind of feeling that that anticipation or are you still kind of just in preseason mode where we're just kind of waiting down the the days and watching ugly games against Phoenix and not really caring and how are you feeling No, I'm ready I'm very ready and I'm excited I feel like this team is ready to surprise a lot of people uh the Kings do have an incredibly tough schedule coming out of the gate I do remember that um maybe have softened up a little bit with the drama in Golden State who they play three times in the first 15 games or whatever it is there was uh that being thrown out uh they open the season with Portland I'm incredibly – we were talking about it yesterday on Matt's pod. Very, very low on Portland this year. I don't think 
uh, that's going to be an issue. So I would like to think the home opener will be an exciting one, kick off uh, the season right, and hopefully they can take that momentum into uh, into their first couple games. But I'm very excited. I mean, I think this team is going to surprise a lot of people. I think they're going to get a lot of fans back. I've talked to – I'm sure you have too – talked to a lot of people this offseason. Um, a lot of the people I have talked to have been incredibly hesitant to uh, believe this season and also – I've heard a couple people say that, you know, when they lost Ty- when they traded Tyrese, that was the point where they were done like really really caring and in, you know, wanting excited for opening night and all that kind of stuff. So, I think uh I think people should should give this team a chance. And I think it's pretty unfortunate that probably the best, I mean, Katie Christensen was on our morning show yesterday saying that our morning show, uh, Sports 1140s. That, that, that is ours. It, it, there we go. That, yeah, we actually we. can't say ours. That's um, we. The, uh, she said yesterday morning uh, with Dave and Jason that she thinks that this is the best roster that the team has had, I think, since 2006, correct? Yeah. Which is pointing to their last playoff appearance. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is a long-winded way of saying I'm, you, I'm excited. How are you? I'm assuming well, do you, you're Do you agree with that? Yeah, sure. I mean, it might. I, I would almost argue they're – I, I don't have the 2006 roster in front of me, but I would say that talent for talent, it's probably better. I don't I don't remember uh, that team being super deep. Um, I could definitely be wrong, and I guess everything is relative too when you're when you're comparing eras like that because the NBA just wasn't nearly as deep as it is now. Yeah, I mean, according to Basketball Reference, their their depth chart uh, was Mike Bibby, Kevin Martin, Meta World Peace. Kenny Thomas, Brad Miller. The bench was Jason Hart slash Ronnie Price. Bonzi Wells, who kind of moved in that starting power forward spot later in the year. Uh, Francisco Garcia, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, and Corliss Williamson. Yeah, those are, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. They're, they're. They're kind of similar, though. Like the Kings are going to be in that. It's definitely like, yeah, eight. yeah. It's 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 different because this is more of a young team. That was definitely yeah. like those are all Vets. twenty-eight to thirty-two-year-old yeah. guys, if not older. Um, like, there's the youngest player in this mix is is Kevin Martin, who's yeah. probably in his what second year. Yeah, probably, 20, probably twenty-two, twenty-three. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the Kings this year, they all are. Like, I think by cutting Kent Bazemore, I think the, the, the Kings have. I think uh, all twenty-year-olds except for the only one who's thirty. Him and I think Delhi right now is thirty. Delhi, yeah. But yeah. they are a young team. They're all core twenty-two Very. to twenty-six. I think Sabonis is the oldest of the core, and he's twenty-six years old. So um, they're kind of similar. Like they're in that fringe eight to ten seed spot. Like they're they're going to be battling it out with those teams. Like we talked about Portland, the Lakers. Um, if New Orleans has an injury to, to Ingram or Zion, things get interesting with them. I, th- I do think that they're deep enough to make. To make themselves comfortable. You ready for this one? Yes. Dallas. I'm okay. I'm always down on Dallas, probably because the Luca effect, and I just want not. I don't want no. to see the man fail, but their roster is dog water, bro. Like their roster is so so bad around Luca. It's actually like it's criminal. Like Luca needs to have a real conversation with. I don't even know who there is. Mark Cuban just their GM too. Like I have he has no idea things. who runs uh, the Mavericks basketball ops, but like. For them to be throw, I mean, they lost Trey. Trey, uh, I keep wanting to call him Trey Burke. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Brunson didn't replace him. They still have Spencer Dimwitty, but they're rolling out Tim Hardaway, uh, Dorian right Finney-Smith, Javale McGee. Traded for Christian Wood, not starting would, Christian Wood. Would you like Go me ahead. to read? Please. No, no this is this, you're right. I didn't really think about it this way, and I, I said the same thing last year though. And like how bad Dallas is. Like Dallas, they're one Luka injury away. 
And he did are. get hurt, yeah. and they still kind of were able to, to limp their way to the playoffs. Because of Jalen Brunson. Because of Jalen Brunson. And now looking at the lineup, their lineup right now, the projection, Luka, Tim Hardaway Jr., that's your guy, though. Yeah. Re- Reggie Bullock is their starting small forward. Gross. Dorian Finney-Smith, JaVale McGee is their starting center. Yeah. Who they told them, I told you, is hilarious. It was in July, and they told them when he signed, you're our starting center. Insane. Hilarious. Insane. And now their bench it has Spencer Dimwitty as as the, both their start or backup point guard and shooting guard, but it's Spencer Dimwitty, Josh Green, Maxi Kleba, mm-hmm. Davis Bertans, Christian Wood, with Dwight Powell also I feel like in the their mix. Their bench is more exciting than their Let, starters. Let's go ahead and say well, let's swap up Dorian Finney Smith out up for Reggie Bullock. So then you have Luca, Tim Hardaway, Dorian Finney Smith, Christian Wood, and Javale McGee. That's still a team I look at, and I'm like, you know, I think the Kings can hang with that with you. Like, yeah, I mean, there's no reason. Christian I mean, Wood, Luca, yeah. like, I I think the Kings can hang with that. I would think so. I mean, Luca's gonna go scorched earth, but I don't even think it being, doesn't matter. That's but, the problem. Like, he can literally average thirty, ten, and ten. Wait till he meets Casey Okpala. Who else are they? Hey now, starting. Hey now, possible. I guess throw them on him. To trans- we can transition that in a second. We can end with that because we have like five minutes. Chris has a very <laughs> busy slate today. Do we have a meeting. Um, I don't think we're being biased by saying these things. I really don't because I, I don't. I think for once, I th- I feel like we've been pretty down on the Kings for. I think everybody years. is. I think everybody's down on them this year, though. Like cautiously, they're cautiously optimistic, but I feel like people are really suppressing how good they really feel that this team could be. And with that, I guess we'll we'll just kind of you know this was a quick little short pod today. We had to squeeze it in everybody because we we want to keep the weekly posts coming. Yes. Uh, but I'll end it with this. I think the biggest conversation has been the Kaziuk Paula starting at the small forward um, slash power forward situation mm-hmm. here. Um, I think Keegan Murray might have started last night if he was available. He was out with a non COVID illness. We're gonna find out at practice if he's good to go. My my prediction would be he. Probably won't play tomorrow. Again, I have no knowledge of that right now. I'm just saying I don't know why you'd push him if he's sick for a preseason game. Uh, if he does, great. If not, not a big deal. It just had a little – sounds like a, you know, Sickness. a flu. <laughs> yeah. um, do you think that – we talked about the opener aspect of it. I, t- I compare it to baseball, how you have like a bullpen arm, pitch an inning or two, then you bring in a starter behind him to go for five innings. It looks like Casey Akpala has been that for the Kings. He's come in. He's played the opening stretch in the first quarter for seven, eight minutes, and then he doesn't play again to like sometimes at all or maybe for a little stint in the third quarter. Do you think that that's something the Kings are going to do during the regular season? Or do you think that they're going to kind of just stop toying around with it and playing and just play Keegan Murray at the starting forward position? First off, question for you because yes. I didn't watch it too much last I didn't watch it intently last night. Did Casey play yesterday? No. It didn't look like he didn't, he did. he didn't start. So they started Trey Lyles. Yes. And I am pretty convinced that Keegan Murray would have definitely mm-hmm. started if he was healthy. Yeah. Because you're going to start Trey Lyles over Keegan Murray? There's no, um, no chance. To your question, I do see it happening, uh, them bringing in KZ for spot starts. I do think uh, I do think it's just going to be matchup-based, though. I think on the nights where, yeah, they're playing the Clippers and they have to go against Kawhi and Paul George, they got to throw somebody on them, and maybe they don't want to give Keegan that responsibility fresh off the gate. Um, you know, LeBron James, we saw what KZ was able to do against him. Um, I definitely see it, but I do feel like Keegan at some point is, especially if he can prove himself defensively, like he'll just lock that position down, and I don't think there'll be much tampering or 
tampering, uh, you know, uh, messing with it. Yeah, messing with it. If uh, or once he really establishes himself, but yeah, maybe for the first ten or fifteen. games. I think that the biggest thing with with this is once Keegan's in the starting lineup, he's never coming out. He's never going to come out. With, you, you can't take him out. He yeah. he is. We. I mean, I know it's preseason and summer league, but I think he is a talent that once he's in, he's in. Yeah. And I think th- that Brown is kind of using this to his advantage as far as he can play a player like Casey Paul who brings that defensive presence mm-hmm. to the, to the lineup and can kind of just bring Keegan along a little more a little slowly totally. which is fine but it's going to come push is going to come to shove eventually if if mm. Keegan's the second leading scorer which I think you predicted him to be the third leading scorer during Matt's podcast no Sabonis Sabonis okay well, check that podcast out <laughs> please um if he's scoring 20 points per game over the first month of play which would be insane don't think it's going to happen let's be let's be let me be realistic 15 points per game off the bench. I feel like you need to, at some point, probably start him. Mm-hmm. But I think you can you can utilize KZ in, in a bench role, too. Like, if, if Kawhi is killing you over the first five minutes of the game, okay, take out one of Herter or Murray or Barnes and go throw a call out there and go get Kawhi. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are things you can do on the fly to adjust. And I know that you don't want to start off in a hole, which I think is one of the main things that yeah. this kind of pertains to. Mm-hmm. Not starting off in a hole yeah. down 10 points Absolutely. out the gate. That might be a big reason why, which I guess that kind of makes it easier for us to digest. Mm-hmm. But it just still kind of is hard to see that starting lineup get posted every night and Keegan Murray's not in it. Yeah, I think also something that might play. I mean, you, you mentioned if Keegan's averaging 15 points a game. I think that there's possibility that he stays on the bench as well, though, um, just as easily. Because when you look at that second lineup, it's Davion, it's Malik Monk, it's... Keegan, Lyles, and Rashawn Holmes, there's not much uh, scoring on that bench unit. Obviously, I mean, Malik Monk is the obvious scorer there, but I don't think you want a rotation that has Malik Monk as the obvious point man ever because he's going to take advantage of Because what was the bench like last year for the Kings? It was incredibly it was like bu- that. Buddy Heald. Yep. And I'm not saying Malik Monk. Malik Monk, to me, is a better NBA basketball player than Buddy They have similar green Heald. lights. We'll but, say that. <laughs> yes. Like having a... Like a a trigger happy like yeah. shooting guard on the bench and once you just let it fly isn't really my ideal like focal point of the offense. Yes. Unlike Keegan, who kind of plays in the flow of the game and he's very smart, stays in his lane, mm-hmm. doesn't he's not gung ho. He just really stays with his his craft mm-hmm. and knows what he's good at. I think that that does kind of make it interesting. It's a good point because if you do swap out KZ and Keegan, that. Yeah, if you put KZ in that lineup, I mean, it's it's all Malik That's not, Monk. <laughs> it's not really what he's meant for. It's kind of like, it is an interesting play. He's an interesting yeah. player, KZ. Yeah. It's like almost like a closer, like we talked about an opener. It's he, very baseball, similar but. to, I think this is exactly what they wanted from Mo Harkless last year. It was just, again, like I think I've said it a million times, but Mo Harkless's offense just wasn't playable. Like you couldn't you couldn't justify his, his defensive prowess with how terrible he was offensively and I've been pretty un, you know, uh, unsurprised with how uh, KZ has played offensively. Like he's he's definitely not known as a uh, as like a scorer at all. But um, I shouldn't say I was unsurprised because first off, I don't think that's a word. But second off, uh, you unsurprised. know, yeah, he, he, unsurprised. It's yeah. a word. Okay, doesn't sound like it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because he he really has. I don't think I've seen him make. Uh, three. You know, I never realized that Casey Paul has only played in 63 career games yeah. over three years. So, like, again, 
the Team Nigeria connection. Mike Brown has an eye on these guys. He uh, like like Moneki, Casey Akpala, Chimezi Metu. These are players that have played for Mike Brown, and he 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 knows what he he knows these guys' games. And I think mm-hmm. that by playing Casey in this role, he's seeing something that maybe the layman doesn't. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see if it carries over. But um, we'll keep an eye on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Lakers, and then the real deal. Lakers, Kings. You have this to, time. It's, it's still not for real. Still not for real. Yeah, but you, next time it will be. You have to meet with Jay Mars, I and do. he is going to kill me uh, for yep. keeping you. Oh, two minutes late. Oh, uh oh. Well, that was your breaking news update about yeah. Kent Bazemore and Quinn yeah. Cook. Uh, little disclaimer: I would not be surprised to see Quinn Cook back in the G League. So keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Before we go, let me uh, let me get my plug in real quick. If anyone's listening still. Uh, this Saturday, I will be on air from 11 yes. to noon. Uh, also, I think every Saturday, I'll be uh, on air from 11 to noon right here on Sacktown Sports 1140. Uh, it will be called Kings Weekly, uh, and Ooh. I will be in here weekly uh, talking about the Kings by myself. So I'll be I'll be um, coming on time yes. to time. Frank I'm going to be helping. Definitely, I'm, I'm not going to make you do that by no. yourself the whole the whole uh, season. Frank will be joining me. Uh, our buddy Brendan Nunez will be joining me. I'm sure I'll have a lot more people joining me throughout the season. But those are my only two plans. Uh, I could definitely use the support. So please be sure to spread word and uh, listen yourself, please. Yeah, uh, check out my boy Chris. Yes, eat Taco uh, Bell, baby. Yes. Sponsor I'm us for a Taco Bell sponsorship. If anyone knows anyone who. Uh, Works at a Taco Bell, I guess. That would probably just be good enough. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. You got any shout-outs, close-outs? Um, I'm very upset that the Yankee game got postponed tonight. It's a day game tomorrow. That is dog water. Mm. I am upset. Uh, we're about to go do some tasting at Golden Wand Center for mm. the media. Can't wait. Some, ta- some food tasting yes. after practice. And, uh, God, I cannot wait. I'm very excited. But we'll see you guys uh, probably Tuesday, Monday Yeesh. or Tuesday. All right. Bye, people. Peace.